Mabuhai, and welcome to More Than Just a Hand with hand therapist Blair. More Than Just a Hand is a podcast about hand therapy and sports orthopedic conditions in the upper limb, their management, and more. More Than Just a Hand features experts and leaders in the field of hand therapy and hand surgery and related fitness and health sectors here in Dubai and globally. We also feature patients, real people who have been through it all, here in More Than Just a Hand. And I am your host, hand therapist, Blair. There is no arguing that having a wrist injury or a wrist surgery can impact one's livelihood because our wrist is the multi-joint complex that connects our forearm to our hand, our hand that we use to perform our various occupations. Whether you are a person with a desk job or a high-performing athlete, the thought can be daunting. Imagine how it would be like if you had to go through wrist surgery just when your professional career as a golfer is on the rise. Mabuhay and welcome to the second episode of More Than Just a Hand. For this episode, we will hear from a special guest and professional golfer from South Africa and her story on how she navigated her way through having a wrist surgery to getting back into the scene of international golf competition. Guys, it is an honor to have Madeline Groskoff with us today. Mads, thank you for joining us and for agreeing to share your experience with our listeners. Please, tell us more about yourself. Well, Blair, first of all, I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you very much for inviting me. Um, I think it's an extreme, massive, really like a really big privilege. Um, so thank you very much for the invite and especially as a special guest. So a little bit of a background. So I studied Stel- um, at Stellenbosch. Um, it is in, in the Winelands in South Africa. I am South African. And then after finishing my uh, BCom degree, I went over to Dubai. At first I was working in the industry um, before I was exposed to to playing golf. And that's in Dubai in 2012. Uh, Can you tell us how you started in golf? That's correct. So then I started to play golf as an amateur in 2013. Um, And then, yeah, well, let's just leave it at that. It happened quite quickly. Um, So the next thing, my boss had a resignation letter in his hand and I had a pro card to play on the Asian tour um, in my hand. And that was literally about 42 months after I picked up a golf club. And how was your experience playing golf in Asia? So during the time that I was playing in Asia, um, I had a really a pleasant experience in Asia. Golf was absolutely the be-all and end-all, um, shall I really call it, the alpha and omega of my life before I sadly um, encountered an injury towards the end of 2018, which then made a shift for me to, to play less golf. Um, not due to the injury, but it's just, I think it was more of a mental thing. Um, so I shifted from from playing full-time to playing, I would say, 
about 70% of, of a calendar. And I've given up my status playing in Asia. So I'm only now playing on the South African Sunshine Ladies Tour, as well as the Standard Bank uh, Pro-Am series that normally runs from May towards November, December every year. Whoa, still sounds like a busy schedule to me. Well, apart from that, Mads, what else are you up to? So I'm back in South Africa. I'm actually at this point in time a postgraduate student of uh, Bachelors of Law as well, specifically labor law. Set up my own firm. So yeah, life is pretty good, I would say. Pretty, pretty mixed up, I would say. Not messed up, but mixed up. Because I filled the void where golf was once a an hobby for me. It is now a obviously a, a work. It's a it's what I do daily. Um, so that void that the hobby part of golf left um, is now filled with uh, me becoming a triathlete. So or shall I call it Ironman? Whoa! So you're not only a professional golfer. You're also an entrepreneur, a law student. And now a triathlete. Hmm, that's very impressive. Absolutely amazing. Now, Mads, I'm going to take you back into the year 2018, in the last quarter when you had that injury in your wrist. Can you remember how you felt? So I would say it was unfortunate because no professional athlete would want to have an injury. But fortunate because I crossed paths with an amazing occupational therapist like yourself. And definitely more than just the hand is such a a fantastic description because at the end of the day, you really are investing yourself full time into the recovery part of it. But if we, if we speak about the, the actual injury, it was a freak injury on the golf course where the ball was plugged in a, in a bunker, um, which which was literally just, it was a bad lie. And many of, of the guys that knows golf would know that unfortunately we play a ball as it lies, um, irrespective of how bad it is. Um, yes, we can take an unplayable lie, but during competition time, you don't really want to have an unfortunate or a unnecessary penalty if you do take an unplayable lie. So, Right. So what did you do? Yeah, I just got into the bunker and I hit the ball and great for the ball, but not so great for my hand at the end of the day. So you went on to play despite the injury and did you get to finish the tournament? I did finish the tournament and I actually finished in a top 30 position. Wow, talk about grit and athletic stamina. You just had to push through the pain to the end and you managed to finish in the top 30. That's amazing. Now, Mads, going back to the injury, it was a broken scaphoid in which wrist again? So it was my left wrist and it went like my whole wrist just went completely numb. Uh, my forearm was in excruciating pain and my wrist was just at every single shot I took. It was like a, like a very sharp, sudden pain they just they don't want to go away um so it's my left wrist and as a right hand golfer that's obviously your leading wrist that takes a lot of the impact um during the swing and and the the golf uh, part of it as well so after the tournament how did you proceed with the management of the injury so at the end of the day um 
I've met with a surgeon in Dubai for a, a follow-up checkup, um, which unfortunately led to the bad news of a broken scaphoid and a partially torn TFCC. So you actually played and finished the tournament with out knowing that you actually have a broken scaphoid and a sprained triangular fibrocartilage complex. And you did not know that until you have been diagnosed in Dubai. Is that correct? Yes. So I, I continued a couple of days. I was actually in China when it happened. So I continued. Um, it was a, a three, four day tournament. Um, luckily for me, it was towards the end of the tournament, but I did fly first and straight to South Africa from China. Um, I seek some help here, um, upon which I was just put into a, like a brace, um, and said three weeks with cortisone, no issue. Um, and definitely after the three weeks, um, I just, I just, the, the pain was just increasing. I saw a physiotherapist as well. Um, and she advised me to to go and see a, a surgeon um, in Dubai that was specializing in, in arms and hands. So from the time that you got yourself injured up to the time that you were given a proper diagnosis and surgical treatment, there was actually quite a gap, wasn't there? Yes, I would say that from from the from the, the point of injury or the, the time of injury, to the time that the diagnosis was made. And when I was in theater for the surgery, um, there was about five five to six weeks in between. What was your first reaction when you were told that you required surgery? I don't think we can repeat those words that I've uttered in her um, consultation room. I'm not sure we can utter that in public as well. <laughs> no, I was, I was completely shocked. I mean, as a as a professional athlete, you really never want to hear the word surgery because that just means a longer time away from your sport. You want a quick pill to swallow and it's going to fix everything in a heartbeat. Unfortunately, um, that's not normally the way it, it, it normally happens. So when I heard the, the, the word surgery straight away, I was completely shattered. Hmm. Can you tell us more about that particular moment? I, I remember my parents was with me with the consultation. Um, I wanted to have a chat with my both my manager as well as my coach at the time. And, you know, they all, there was just red lights everywhere. But in order for me to get back onto the golf course as soon as possible, we knew that we have to do the right thing from the, the get-go. So it was, it ended up being surgery um, on the 30th of December in 2018. Um, and I can definitely tell you it's not the nicest thing to celebrate New Year's in a hospital bed. <laughs> so in the last week of December 2018, you had your scaphoid surgically fixed with a cannulated screw. So they had to put a screw in it and they had to fix your injured triangular fibrocartilage complex, which is a ligament complex that connects your wrist bones to your distal radial ulnar joint. And what about after the surgery? What can you recall? Well, all I can remember from after the surgery right away was she came in to double check on me. And then 
and I was super drowsy. And all I remember is they looked at my hand. Yep, that's good. Good to go. And I'll see you in a couple of days. And I was like, in, in fairness, I was rather, um, I wouldn't really say shocked, but I was like, yes, this process is going to be a short process. We're going to get through this. We're going to get the, the ball rolling as quickly as possible. Of course, after the surgery, you had to go through hand therapy. So what were your thoughts and feelings during the process, especially during the first few sessions of hand therapy? So to be very honest, um, Blair, it's it's no this or that, but obviously when, when the that first cast came off or that wood cast that we had on um, and we took that off and, and my hand could barely bend, I think it, if I remember correctly, it was bending like, I think my wrist was bending at about 20 degrees or 25 degrees, if I remember correctly. Um, and I knew that I need my hand to bend 90 degrees in order for it to, to work effectively. So the initial thought when the, the cast came off, I had an absolute nightmare of, of and a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, there was all of a sudden all the good things from golf, just it was like a flash, like that just a movie that played through my head. And I was thinking, here I am. Um, in the midst of a career and my hand is not bending. Why is my wrist not bending in the way it should? Um, obviously, after surgery, you expect it to be in perfect condition. Yeah, the initial thought was, this is just not bending the right angles. <laughs> How am I going to ever swing the club properly again? But then I know, I think with, with the approach that you had, you really guided me from a physical and emotional position and stage where you really, really helped me, not only just my wrist and the recovery thereof, but you dealt with the emotions that I brought to the consultation room on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. And as you were going through your hand therapy sessions... Was there any point in time where you felt scared or worried that you may not recover your wrist and hand function fully? It was quite it was quite interesting because from a, a personal just a daily interaction, um, I wasn't worried. Um, I knew that it's a process that it's going to take time. But from a professional aspect, if I had that professional athlete hat on, I had like it was a, it was frightening i you know you you see a hand and a wrist that doesn't do what it was doing a couple of weeks ago um with without any pain and, and it was just natural for it so there was mo there was if if i had my personal hat on and i was thinking um straight i would say um i knew that it's a process and you need to be patient but having my professional hat on I realized that this isn't just a quick fix. This this is going to take time. And then it was more of playing back. How is it going to affect my fitness? How is it going to affect my technique? How is it going to affect my my mental ability, stamina? Um, and, and basically all that it came came with was I, I needed to realize that I need to, to marry the, the professional hat with the profession uh, with a personal hat and I needed to understand that everything is going to take time you said it yourself that after the surgery the recovery during hand therapy will take time perhaps you could elaborate more on that and 
what other insights have you realized during the hand therapy process? Perseverance is really all that it's going to take and trust. I think the amount of trust that I've put, not just only in the process, but also in you every single time I had to come for a session makes a really big, big difference. But did you not even for a moment experience doubt? Definitely doubt. There was doubt. There was a hell of a lot of doubt in there. But it was understanding and trusting the process and the, and the therapist at the end of the day and just to persevere and just understand that nothing is going to go at a, as a quick fix. Not everything is going to go baby steps and get used to it. Naturally, in the early stages of your hand therapy, you were not allowed to play golf. So how did you navigate through that? For me, it was a matter of the void. I had a massive void in me of not getting out on the driving range, not getting out on the course. So what we've actually done is we got myself an indoor putting mat at the time. And I started to putt with, with my right hand only. Just to keep on consistently being involved and being having that part of me that is cannot be active at that stage, but having just touching my clubs literally, and I would stand in the garden and I would literally chip, 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 just little small balls, small shots, but with with a right hand. And um, not only that is I obviously jumped on a bike indoor on an indoor trainer. And just to keep my, my fitness going, if I was upset and if I was frustrated that golf couldn't be part of me, I would have reached out to my mental coach that I had at the time, which is a psychologist based in the UK. But I think if it wasn't the team around me that was assisting in that mental endurance and the mental stamina and the support of my fa of, of my family, which was at the time also in Dubai, um, it would have turned out def definitely far different than what it is today. Um, I think that the fact that I had an extremely supportive team around me that keeping kept me in line, but also kept me realizing that it is a, it's a baby steps that we're going to have to take. And like I said, if I missed golf completely, I would either wash my clubs, I would have repacked my bag, so, or putt one-handed, chip one-handed in the garden. Um, but golf... In, in a certain way, golf was still daily a part of me, even though I couldn't physically be out on the course and partake in any, tour, in any tournaments. So what you're saying is that having a strong support system is a crucial and influential element in the outcome of your recovery from the surgery. Yeah, I would say if it, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for the team that I had around me at the time, um, I think the outcome would have been completely different. I think the the fact that I was constantly reminding of an end product and an end outcome rather than just going through the motions, then I actually don't know if I would have been playing still today. So how long was your entire recovery process from the first session of your hand therapy to your point of discharge? The recovery phase would have been about six months, I think. That is a lengthy period of recovery, especially for an athlete. Now, Mads, what advice would you give those who are going through hand therapy right now? Be patient. I think that's, that is just the most crucial, you know, um, be surrounded. You got it. Your, your team um, is of critical value. I mean, 
if if I can give any tip at this point in time um, from my experience throughout the years as being a professional athlete, and even now where I started to to partake in triathlons, you know, if you don't have a team around you or not surrounded by that is all for your for you and for your dreams, you've got to start looking at another team. Thank you very much, Mads, for your insightful words. And again, thank you for taking time to be part of our second episode here on More Than Just a Hand. Thank you very much. And that is all for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for keeping me company today. And I hope that you found this episode helpful and informative. Make sure to download it and join me in the next one, here in More Than Just a Hand. And this is your host, the Pinoy Handbassador, Hand Therapist Blair, wishing everyone a wonderful day at maraming maraming salamat po. Paalam! Paalam!